0: Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now, your host, Shannon Patterson. Hey, Porch Community, and welcome to episode 69 of the 167 Podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor at the Porch Community Church. As always, here with my friend, Media Pastor Josh Harrell. Hello, Josh.
1: Hey, Shannon. How's it going? It's
0: going great. I have a question. Are you going to do that every day this week? Yes. Because it is special episodes this week for a Holy Week. It is. So we're going to be coming at you every morning or afternoon or whenever you listen to these and um, sharing with you a little short devotional, Mm -hmm. um, just kind of a way to help us kind of just tune in a little bit to the Holy Week experience as we lead up to Easter. So you're going to do that. All five times. All five times. Excellent, excellent. So I had it written <laughs> here in my notes that we were going to do these Holy Week devotionals, um, or devotional episodes, and I thought, hey, let's just call them daily devisodes. Devisodes. I don't, I don't, I devisodes? don't know if that. Devisodes. Like, like devotional devisode and episode devisode.
1: Yeah, let's go with it.
0: All right, we'll see. Yeah. So we'll
1: see yeah, if it we're... catches on.
0: <laughs> uh, All two followers of it, me and you. Um, So each day you can listen in on on to the the biblical events of Easter and learn why they matter for us today. So we're going to jump right in. Let's do it. All right. So uh, this is Monday, April 11th of Holy Week. Here we go. Um, I'm going to mention, I do want to say this up front, I'll mention several um, passages of scripture that I encourage you to go and read later and do your own study and... um, maybe as a family or individual or with some friends. Uh, we're going to make reference to a lot of verses, but um, we encourage you to write them down and go and read them for yourself. <clears throat> so uh, this first, this Monday of Holy Week, so Palm Sunday has occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I wanted us to look, out, look at is the accounts that we find, especially in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Um, all of these include accounts of Jesus entering into the temple in Jerusalem and immediately driving people out and overturning tables, which is just like this visual that a lot of people
1: Oh, they really latch on to it.
0: Yeah. So, and with each account, even though they're just a little bit slightly different, one thing always remains the same, and that is that Jesus drove out those who were selling stuff in his father's house, in the temple, in the temple courts. I've always
1: (laughs) wondered what they were, like, selling. Was it like, you know, like the...
0: The little bobblehead Jesus for your dash, for or, your
1: car. Or was it like... Um,
0: rosaries.
1: Or like, you know, like uh, the Catholics, like a long time ago, would sell like relics. Mm-hmm. And like, get out of hell free cards, kind of. <laughs>
0: wow. Well, Did it have like the guy in the top hat, like with I the hope, birds?
1: I, I hope so. But they had a term, I can't think yeah. of the term.
0: I probably should know it, and I don't But
1: know. I'm wondering if it was like that kind of stuff, or was it like... <laughs> Like they'd almost turned the church into a market.
0: Well, I do know that they sold doves and things like that for the sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Um, and even that, Jesus wasn't down for. There was a, another um, event um, in earlier in his ministry when he also drove people out. And and he was like, get your doves and get out of here. Um, mm. Like he didn't even want them I only want that. sheep. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think it was probably, I know it pro- initially was about, Um, the things you could have to to enter in, and I'm sure it became like a market. I'm Mm -hmm. sure it became like a market. Yeah. Um, So what he was doing is that he was driving out merchants, and then there were money changers there because there were people coming from different areas.
1: Mm. So like people, ATMs.
0: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Um, And here's the deal. It was so crowded and it was so involved that it was actually making it difficult for people to just enter into worship God, that it wasn't even about... People weren't even coming there to worship God. It, it became this whole other thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and like I said, this wasn't the first time that Jesus had kind of, <clears throat> as some of the Bible headings say, cleansed the temple. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. how it's termed. In John chapter 2, you see that where he is, again, knocking over tables and chasing people out of the building. <clears throat> so this can seem a little bit out of place to how we normally view Jesus. But uh, the gospel accounts... They work together to give us a better understanding of who Jesus is and why. Why did He do this? Why did He cleanse the tem- p- temple? Why did He show the anger that He had? Why did He react in the way He did? Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, in the following verses in Matthew and Luke, uh, Jesus says, and this is this is from Mark 11. I'm going to read to you. He said to them, "The scriptures declare my temple." will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. Now, what Jesus is doing here is he's actually quoting an Old Testament verse, which mm-hmm. is in Jeremiah seven eleven. Seven Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> so read the verse. Get an icy. Everything's great. But um, it's where the Lord speaks through Jeremiah, and He says, "Don't you yourselves admit that this temple, which bears My name, has become a den of thieves?" That's where that that term comes from. Mm-hmm. He says, "Surely I will see all the evil going." Surely I see all the evil going on there. I, the Lord, have spoken. So we now know. I mean, by Jesus declaring this, He's telling everyone there. By the way, that He is the Lord.
1: Yes, because he's yes. quoting
0: God yeah. and he's like, Hey, this is my house. So he's like, My temple will be called a house of prayer. My temple, so this is my house. So yeah. Uh can you imagine um I don't know how to think about this. It's like, but why was Jesus so angry? Imagine you leaving your house and coming back
1: and there's and it's like, been a turned peppered, into like a <laughs> a pampered chef party. A Lululemon. <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness gracious! I mean, yeah.
1: You didn't see that coming. Did I didn't. You?
0: I did not. I was just thinking like a carnival or a, some kind of, you know, like a, I don't know, market, open air market or something. But
1: livestock sale. Livestock
0: sale, uh, and like just in your house, like you would be a little ticked off. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be just a little, little angry if there was like a goat standing on top of your TV or something, you know, mm-hmm. which would take a lot since TVs are kind of small now, but you know. Yeah. Uh, narrow, not not tiny, but big TVs, but slender. Bigger goats. <laughs> Bigger goats. Um, <clears throat> we have a different vibe. We're recording in the afternoon instead of the morning, and yeah. our vibe's a little different. It is. It, it is. is a little different. Oh my goodness! So, so here's what happened. God considered this verse that we read in Jeremiah. God considered the holy temple in Jerusalem this a sanctuary for his people to worship him, but instead it become a sanctuary really for people's greed because it just turned into this market where people are buying and selling and trading and all this. And so I I think what we need to notice here and, and recognize is that we should never consider that the place where we come to worship is a place about making money or about anything more important than our faith and our relationship with God, right? Mm-hmm. Um, So the gospel, the version, the Matthew and Luke that we see here, the gospel authors, they depict Jesus as angry, but not really in the way that we typically, we think about angry. Um, This is really, it's not like um, when, you know, we get mad, you know, in traffic or something or we feel like we've been cheated or wronged or anything like that what jesus is experiencing here is a righteous anger i mean righteous anger it is the definition of righteous anger um he's seeing the his father's house defiled he's seeing it defiled for profit he's seeing it defiled in a way that draws attention away from worship mm-hmm. i mean so this really i mean textbook <laughs> righteous anger bible book righteous anger right and here. if you
1: want to dive deeper into righteous anger, go listen to episode sixty-seven.
0: Hey, of the one sixty-seven podcast. There you podcast. go. That's right. We just talked about that. Yeah. So these merchants were creating these barriers, if you will, between God, God's people, and worshiping God Himself. And so this righteous anger, like we talked about, mentioned a few weeks ago, it's it's mar- It's got love in it. It's got humility in it. It's about it's about being angry about what makes God Himself angry which is so different than the anger that we deal with right um so you know because our propensity uh, as, is to to fall into selfish anger mm-hmm. you know it's, that's where our motivation is um pride um where we're really trying to glorify ourselves and not god and that's that's the problem so in the gospels uh, matthew mark and luke they don't they don't only really tell us of jesus's uh cleansing the temple in jerusalem but they also paint a picture of what the last week of Jesus's life starts to look like um, Jesus knew this he knew that cleansing the temple he knew this is what, this is what we need to remember Jesus knew that by cleansing the temple the way he did uh, upturning tables and you know yelling at people and telling them this is my this is my house my father's house he knew that would upset the religious leaders mm-hmm uh, it would upset them even more because they were already upset. Yeah. Um, and what do we know? Uh, you can go and read this, but a few days later, the religious leaders come in the night to arrest Jesus. That that's there that was like one more thing for them to accuse him of.
1: So, is this kind of the breaking point for them? Because I don't because it kind of made them look like punks
0: perhaps i don't know what was like the final straw i mean this i mean they all build up yeah they certainly do and you know the thing to keep in mind is that in his last days jesus knew that he was walking towards death Mm -hmm. he knew where this was going but he still continued to glorify and honor god he still continued to do that which is why he acted the way he did in the temple that day um and so, w- what we want to do each day, uh, for these much, much shorter, very short little um, episodes, <laughs> is to give a snapshot of what was going on that final week of Jesus's life, offer some scripture as we've done so far, and then leave us with a question or two to ponder. And so, I guess we're not. I guess I've got it written here in my notes. That's one of those little things that we do. Those little ticks that we yeah, say. So. Yeah but the question for you listener is are we going to be like selfish merchants um who set up camp and it's 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 really like selfish it's selfishly motivated it's for profit whatever are we going to set ourselves up in a way where we actually because of our actions distract other people from worshiping god Ooh, that's a that yep. is a, um, that's something to consider as a person on staff at a church for mm-hmm. sure. Like, oh yeah. like are we getting in the way of people worshiping God? Mm-hmm. Oof mm-hmm. Wow. Um, but even in just our, our everyday life, like you know are we gonna, are we gonna be in the way? But then the other question, I think is, the bigger question is, are we gonna be more like Christ and have the courage to um, know God's heart on an issue or a circumstance? And act on it. Because that's what Jesus was doing. Yeah. He knew, and he he quotes Jeremiah, so he knew that this was not okay with the Lord. And he acted on it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a boldness to that. There is a a willingness to step out, even though you might take some shots for it, you know, or anger people even more than they already are, which is what he was dealing with with the religious leaders. Um. But we know, you know, I like you said, Josh. Go back and listen to episode sixty-seven. But this righteous anger is what we find here in Jesus in the last week. uh, One of the examples in the last week of his life, as he makes his way towards Golgotha, um, the hill of Calvary. So Mm -hmm. yeah, Um, thoughts that you want to throw in here?
1: Well, the one thought that. brings to my mind is like okay so we don't have people selling stuff in our church really right like <laughs> I mean, we, yeah i mean we sell you say that i'm we, like
0: oh hang on we have merch and stuff we Hold sell
1: on. we sell swag right but no one no one else is really in our church yeah. like selling stuff so how are are we like merchants in here is Ooh. it is it like are we coming in with to set a precedent that we come to church we're here to shake babies and kiss hands i mean Mm. like how is in 2022 yeah how are we how is it applicable that we could be merchants in the church
0: well i think the last part of that question really is where where the crux is are we prone to distract other people from worshiping Mm -hmm. um are, are we? Uh, is there something that we know we're doing that is a, a distraction? And I don't even necessarily mean on a Sunday morning, right? Yeah. But in this regard, they are at the temple; they have mm-hmm. come for worship. Um, but you have to think about it. And and I've read some stuff. I did not read it in preparation for this, but I re- recall reading stuff in the past where to have an idea of the understanding of the layout of the temple itself, like the outer part of it which where anyone could come Mm -hmm. you know so it's kind of like the further you got in the more restricted it got right down to like the one priest who could go in you know to the holy of holies correct so um in this regard it was the outer courts where anyone could come which is great Mm -hmm. um but it was basically like a circus yeah i mean it it would be you know i mean so 2022 i mean it would almost be like i mean i hate to i don't want to be inappropriate. But, I mean, it would be like, you know, having, like, dancers out front. And I don't mean, like, you know, square dancing. You know, I'm thinking, like, yeah. not appropriate. You yeah, know, yeah. like, having dancers or having, you know, uh, just just wild things going on right out in front, you know, that people have to walk through. You know, families would have to walk by mm-hmm. in order to come into worship, that kind of thing.
1: Gotcha.
0: Um, and the thing is, is the problem that that Jesus had, one— yeah, he he got onto the people who were there, who were the the merchants, but one of the the other um, levels of this, layers of this, is that by doing by doing what he did, Jesus was calling out the religious leaders who had not put a stop to it who themselves. Let it happen. Exactly, mm-hmm. and so you know he, he brought shame upon them. Um, mm-hmm. um, they were like, oh well we've been letting this go on for all this time and no one said anything. So I don't know, that's kind of, um, I I don't know really how we would put that in our particular like individual context. But I do think the question of, um, is there anything we do to distract other people from worship is important. And I don't mean that as someone on a church staff, but just, um, and, and I would even almost go like, is there anything that you do, that distracts yourself
1: mm. from yeah. being able to worship. Yeah,
0: and that's definitely something that I could say. Oh yeah, there's. there's oh yeah,
1: I, I get. I get uh, when I try to worship, I get distracted by. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say I get distracted by my job, but I get like pulled in. E- like
0: yeah, the,
1: the enemy tries to pull me even farther into <laughs> the nuts and bolts and stuff that <laughs> that really don't matter at that second.
0: Yep, yep. I get it. You know yep. what I mean? I do. I do. And then there's the just the, the normal Sunday distractions of the person that comes to worship, whether it's a baby crying or the volume of the music or a particular song or, you know, whatever. I mean, it could be yeah. a, any number of it things could be, that yeah. we distract ourselves from worship. Um, so, and then just the lesson learned of Jesus um, acting on what he knows is God's heart. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was, that was really good, too. So that's um, what we have for you guys today. Like I said, these will be shorter little snippets, little devisodes, uh, devotion episodes for Holy Week. And um, we will have four more for you yeah. leading up to Friday. So we will look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. We have a um, little bit of information of things coming up this week, but we'll share that with you on the next devisode. So All right. thanks for being with us. Talk to you tomorrow. See you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining
1: 167 hours of your week.